Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. Thanks for listening. We've got a lot to get to today. Another disappointing loss for SMU. They weren't able to pull off a dramatic comeback at home on homecoming against Cincinnati, falling 29-27. The Mustangs now sit at 3-4 and four on the season. There's a lot to digest in this one. Um, once again, uh, kind of a slow start. SMU goes down big, um, able to battle back, make it a game, make it a, a, you know, give them an opportunity to send it to overtime. They aren't get, able to get it done. Um, but boy, there's a lot to kind of pick apart um, from the game, the time the game started until the end. We're going to jump into a lot of that. It's Monday. We haven't talked with the coordinators or Rhett Lashley this week um, since seeing their post-game press conferences. But you know, the big thing coming out of that game is now uh, there's certainly a quarterback controversy. I mean, there's just no other way around it. Tanner Mordecai, um, if you're an On the Pony Express subscriber, you know what he's been gutting it out through. Uh, he now has potentially a concussion from what Rhett Lashley said. And with kind of, you know, you look at what happened to Tua Tungabailoa at Miami, are they going to sit him out this week just out of precaution with all the injuries he has going on? Certainly a possibility. On top of that, Preston Stone did play well enough to get SMU back into the game. Uh, and, and Not that they were out of it, but give them a chance to win at the end. He provided a spark um, that we've kind of talked about with Preston in terms of what he could potentially bring to a team um, You know, when he gets into the game. And that's what he did. Uh, he got in there at the end of the third quarter. He took over the offense and he provided a spark. Uh, but let's kind of back up. We'll, we'll talk about Tanner's day. We'll talk about Preston Stone and kind of how the quarterback situation looks moving forward. And then we'll dive into the rest of the game and some takes on it. I'll try to keep it just on the quarterbacks as we go through this. But look, Tanner Mordecai um, did not have a good game. And, and there's no other way around it. Rhett Lashley mentioned it after the game that he'd be the, you know, the one to tell you that was not his best game. Uh, he made a critical error uh, on the second drive that resulted in an interception forcing it on a third and long results in three points credit to the defense for slowing them down and, and stopping them in the red zone. But three points was the difference in the game. And if you look at pretty much every game this year, outside of UCF that SMU's lost, it's been turnovers. And we talked about it and SMU only lost a turnover battle one to nothing, but that is what ultimately cost them the game. Uh, and so in that respect, you don't see, too much different in terms of what the issues are. Um, this team, when they play clean, they're able to win ball games and, and have a much better shot at winning ball games when they don't turn the ball over. Um, when Tanner Mordecai is able to play clean, which quite frankly hasn't really happened uh, this season in a consistent way. And so that second drive obviously ends up being the difference in terms of points uh, between SMU and Cincinnati. Uh, you look at, what kind of happened, you know, over the course of the first quarter, SMU forced Ben Bryant to miss, I believe, on his first six throws. UC's offense didn't get anything going. Um, you know, they really um, limited them. And, and, you know, for the entire game, really, uh, was able were able to slow them down and, and hold them off and, um, you know, kind of fend off a, a talented but not necessarily as good uh, as it's been in the past, as you would expect losing Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati offense. SMU's offense did not take advantage of the opportunities they had. 
uh, in this game. You look at what they had. They took the ball. Uh, they go, you know, six plays and punt it away. They get the ball again, interception, backed up into their own territory. Um, they get the ball again, another three and out, a four and out um, at the drive after that. So the first four drives of the game for SMU, or the first five uh, drives of the game for SMU, six, now I'm looking down even farther, um, which just speaks to how poor the offense was um, in terms of trying to take advantage of what Cincinnati had given them, which is opportunities, um, ability to put some points on the board. You know, we looked at what happened in the second quarter um, where Tanner Mordecai got hot. I think he went 10 of 13 from the beginning of the second quarter to the end of the half. Um, didn't turn the ball over, obviously, and they were able to uh, make it uh, a game at the half. And I think this is the issue with SMU all year, and we've talked about it. They were down 20 to 14 at the half. It's a ball game. But you look back, they were inconsistent. They weren't able to take advantage of opportunities. Meanwhile, um, the defense kept them in it, and they gave them a chance, and the defense then goes uh, and plays lights out, I thought, in the second half. All three field goal scoring drives for Cincinnati were um, relatively short fields. But back to Tanner Mordecai, he was erratic. Um, he was missing throws. He took some sacks. Uh, he got sacked five times in the game um, before exiting in the late third quarter. Uh, he was off the mark on some throws. Uh, he didn't know when to throw it away. He ran out of bounds a couple of times and took big losses. Um, th that can't happen when you have a veteran like that. Now, Rhett Lashley said after the game, it was kind of you know, it sounds like second quarter that he might have gotten that concussion. Eventually, they identified it. He said something, um, and, and and that's when he left the game. So we'll see kind of what his status is as far as if it was a concussion or not. But he finish, finishes 15 of 25 for 105 yards, one touchdown, one interception, led those two scoring drives at the end of the half to keep them in contention. And you're kind of like, okay, this is kind of the opposite of what SMU's dealt with over the last however many weeks. They battled back when a team doesn't close the door on them. And in a sense, in the second half, that's kind of what happened. SMU was able to take advantage of Cincinnati not uh, being able to shut the door on SMU. They have a chance to force overtime in the end. The thing with Tanner Mordecai that's really tough is that I've said this, and look, I mean, the starting quarterback is always going to get the harshest criticism out there. Unfairly, fairly. Um, Casey Woods kind of said that this week. Um, early in the year, he probably wasn't playing as well as people were saying you know, looking at the North Texas and Lamar games, then you get into the the games against the better teams and he didn't get enough credit. You know, Rishi Rice and some of these other guys uh, just took credit and uh, not them personally, but you know, people were kind of pointing uh, to them and, and, you know, just still kind of hesitant about Tanner Mordecai. And honestly, I, I've kind of had the, you know, stance where he's been good. He has not been the problem, um, but he hasn't gone out and necessarily won you games. Um, you look at UCF, you know, that was a game they had a chance to put their foot down and win uh, in the first half, especially, and he missed some throws. You know, there, there were some things that happened, you know, that were out of his control, some drops. Um, but he's not gone out and won SMU a game when it's really been a game that they could have gone out and won. You look at Maryland, you leave it up to the officials with some poor ball security, kills you. Um, you look at TCU, some bad turnovers there. Ended up sinking your ship. You couldn't come back from that. Um, UCF, you know, he didn't get much help in that game. I thought that was his best game of the season, quite frankly. And then Navy was, you know, I think an, a better SMU team taking care of business. 
against Cincinnati, he had a chance to really capitalize. And it was windy down there. They were going into the wind in the first quarter. But you know what? You've got to find a way. And SMU didn't do that um, until they got the got the wind in, in both the second and fourth quarters. Um, obviously, the fourth quarter was with Preston Stone, but if you're Tanner Mordecai, you've got to find a way to go win your team a ball game. Um, it's not his it's not his fault in a way I, 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 over the course of the season. But when you're trying to take that next step as a quarterback, you need to go out and do that when your team isn't playing well around you. They haven't had a run game uh, much of any any run game this whole season. Um, they've struggled with drops. You got to go out and find a way. Uh, to win your team a game, and 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 he hasn't done that. Um, feel bad for him. He's gutted it out. Um, he's run into some things that are out of his control with drops and things like that. But Preston Stone comes in and takes advantage of his opportunity. He wasn't perfect. He was 6 of 15 for 74 yards, a touchdown, added four carries for 22 yards. He got sacked once. Um, he didn't light the world on fire by any means. He missed some throws. Um, when they had the win, that that he put them, you know, out of bounds. You can't, your receivers can't even make a play. He got bailed out a couple of times by some pass interference calls, um, and I think a rough in the passer. But you know, he sparked them. You know, the team the team got together and was able to go down the field and 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 score. SMU's red zone offense was terrific this game. Twenty seven points, four red zone drives. That's as good as it gets. And you go for two on one of them. Uh, and and you can't get it done, and that's the difference in you know between that and going to overtime. Um, I thought Preston Stone, especially now the injury situation with Tanner Mordecai, now sits in a place where he can potentially get this start at Tulsa, and I don't think it's a bad idea. Give him a shot. You're sitting there with two losses in league play now. There's only been one one team in the entire history of the AAC that's gone on to the AAC championship game with two losses. You'd like to think that Tanner Mordecai can write the ship down the stretch, but maybe it is time for him to get a week off, recover, um, get right, whether it be a concussion or whether it be some of his other injuries he's dealing with, uh, and go on the road and, and, and give Preston Stone the shot. This is not a, an inexperienced quarterback that would be making his first start on the road. He's played at UCF. He's played against Cincinnati, probably one of the two best defenses in the league right there with UCF. He's played against both of them. So now – Maybe time to give him a shot. Um, you, you're not going to have many people in the crowd, you know, for you. You can kind of take your mind off of any tickets. You can get on the road and, and take a shot. You know, Rich Phillips, the SMB play-by-play guy, said it after uh, the game. The last time SMB won at Tulsa, 2009. They're going to play there at 2.30 p.m. Central on ESPN Plus on Saturday. The last time SMB won was with a true freshman making his first career start. That was Kyle Padrone, maybe. Uh, not a true freshman, but another first career start could be coming uh, with Preston Stone at the helm. So he brings some escapability. I really like that about him. Um, he, he brings some creativity, some spark. He's got to be a little bit more consistent. You know, he had some throws that he definitely wants back, some forced ones. Um, he, I think it was the right call on the interception uh, pass interference by Cincinnati. Clearly pushed him in the back. He didn't need to push him in the back, though. I mean, he just did. And so that was why the penalty was called. He gets bailed out. But, you know, it's one of those things. Down the field ball, you got to lead him a little bit better than that. Um, again, when you had it, uh, still was kind of blown in a big way. But, you know, he gets bailed out on that front. Uh, so you want to see him be a little bit more consistent. I think his running threat 
uh, will be something that over the course of a whole game, they could use more um, and, and, you know, run him a bit more instead of maybe uh, having to be in comeback mode and not calling as many designed runs. Um, so maybe this is the week. I'm not saying it is. Tanner Mordecai could, you know, be given the keys to the car, could be cleared, all those things. But, um, you know, Preston Stone, we could be seeing the first start for him uh, this week. And, you know, maybe it's time for a little bit of a change, uh, somebody new to take the reins and see what can happen because SMU sits at three and four. They've got some tough games coming up. Uh, at Tulsa, obviously, is a, is a tough one um, with uh, the history that SMU has up there. But still, it's a Tulsa team that's not necessarily been very good. Um, everybody kind of freaked out when Navy, obviously, uh, beat them and beat them soundly. Tulsa looked good beating a bad uh, Temple team this past week. So we'll see how that one pans out. SMU-Tulsa, and then it's a 6 o'clock start for SMU-Houston in Dallas on November 5th. Then they close out with South Florida on the road, Temp, uh, Tulane on the road, and then at home against Memphis. So tough stretch of games, five of them to close out the season. Probably you, you'd like to think they could get to bowl eligibility, um, winning three of those five, just kind of as it sits. Tulane sitting in the top 25 right now. SMU has beaten them seven times in a row. Their pesky team, maybe this is the year Tulane can break through, like maybe SMU can break through at Tulsa. Uh, but either way, it's going to be a stretch of games that's competitive. Maybe it's time to just see what Preston Stone can give you as a starter and go from there. Right now, you're looking at a team that, you know, has some holes in it, right? Velton Gardner didn't play. He looked good in practice. I don't know what is going on exactly with him, but it's clearly some sort of injury that you kind of have to feel good waking up to play on, on game day. But um, he did not go. Trey Siggers, we know, is out for a while. Bo Corrales out for the year. Jake Bailey out for the year. Nolan Matthews, Matthew Harris did not play that we saw. Um, and, you know, the offensive line had its probably worst game in pass protection, granted against one of the best fronts they'll face all year. So lots of things went wrong. A lot of inconsistency. Got to fix some of the drops. Um, but on the bright side for SMU, uh, Kamar Wheaton showed some flashes. Uh, he finished with a 6.6 yards per carry average, eight carries, 53 yards. He did leave the game late in it uh, for the locker room, did not return that I saw. Um, so something to monitor there with him. He got banged up at the end of the UCF game. But, you know, the coaching staff going into that one, there was a concerted effort to get him the ball a little bit more. And he had earned it over the last few weeks practicing from what Casey Woods and Rhett Lashley said uh, going into that game. Um, he showed you some of the flashes. Um, they, they got him outside a little bit, got him going with some speed, uh, and he took advantage. Tyler Levine ran hard, averaged 4.4 yards per carry. Um, TJ McDaniel uh, didn't do as much in his uh, six carries for 15 yards. Uh, but uh, defensively, I think, is probably the biggest bright spot from this team right now uh, over the last two weeks. And whether you want to take away those 14 points at the end of the Navy game, uh, and 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 kind of, you know, use that and, and say it was not a great effort. It was, you know, 101 plays to play the way they did uh, for 90% of the snaps. Uh, I was very impressed. They built off that. Look, they gave up a long 76-yard touchdown run to Charles McClendon uh, or McClelland, uh, and and that was a, a you you thought a backbreaker was coming when they gave that up, but instead they were able to kind of circle the wagons, tighten up, 
uh, and allowed only nine points in the second half. Again, on relatively short fields, I think the worst starting field position on those three scoring drives for Cincinnati was the 37-yard line. The rest were 45-yard line, 49-yard line. So um, I was very impressed with the defense. Outside of that 76-yard run, uh, they gave up 303 yards on 76 plays. Uh, they got two sacks and also had some pressures uh, on Ben Bryant, who kind of had a pedestrian day, but he didn't turn the ball over. And then they had four tackles for loss. Um, I, I just feel like the defense, you know, at times, especially you look at the end of that first quarter and how SMU's offense didn't do anything. They give up a field goal drive or uh, they give up a long touchdown drive. And that kind of speaks to how it's kind of been going for them. They've played well. They've played well. They've hung in there. They've gotten stops. And then the SMU offense isn't able to, you know, get points or give them something to feed off of or, or take some time off the clock. And that's when some of the breakdowns have happened. They did another good job uh, of rotating guys. I thought Nelson Paul, Jalen Samuels, Isaiah Smith, Devere Levelston, um, Stephon Wright all played well along the defensive line. Jimmy Phillips had a good game. Brandon Crosley had a good game. Um, I, I thought it was a good, good effort. Uh, they limited some explosive plays from Cincinnati outside of that 76-yard touchdown run. They gave up a couple big pass plays, but – I think overall with the number of snaps they had to face Cincinnati for, which has plenty of talent offensively on the skill position side of things, you got to credit Scott Simons for the plan he drew up. Um, maybe it helped going against a more uh, normal spread offense, but um, needless to say, when this defense is healthy, they've got some pieces that can really help them play good football. They're starting to inch up uh, into the middle of the pack nationally in terms of yards per play allowed. Um, which is kind of what I judge it on. Total yards is kind of tough because, you know, like Navy, they gave up, uh, I think, 400-some yards, uh, but they played 101 snaps. So uh, you look at some of those numbers, I like yards per play um, that, that I kind of use uh, to judge both offenses and defenses in a way. Um, you know, it's not the, the easiest and it's not the end-all, be-all, but yards per play is really important in my point of view of kind of looking at that. So, um I think SMU's defense, you know, you want to see them get off the, the field a little bit better on third downs. Uh, they were 10 of 22. Uh, Cincinnati was on third down, uh, but also that's a lot of third downs. It's a lot of chipping away. I mean, their yards per play was under five, um, fairly good. Uh, I, I feel like SMU forced them to maybe do some things with Ben Bryant that they weren't expecting. I think they were expecting to run the ball a lot more. Uh, against SMU. They held them to 179 yards. They were pretty balanced, but still one of those games that, you know, 35 pass attempts for Ben Bryant just doesn't scream uh, something that Cincinnati wants to do. And I think you got to credit Scott Simons for, for doing that. There's still some things they've got to, you know, fix, clean up. You can't have that bust on the 76 yard run, but um, overall I was really impressed with the defense. Um, and, you know, I think you got to, got to feel good about where they are kind of going into the back half of this uh, schedule now uh, with a Tulsa, um, you know, Houston's been completely up and down. Um, Tulane's been good. South Florida is South Florida. Um, and Memphis has been good with Seth Hennigan. So they'll face some more tests. Uh, but I, I feel like they're, they're a group that's kind of on the rise. I, I like where they're headed uh, down the stretch. So with that, guys, really wanted to recap uh, the game for you guys and, and kind of share some takeaways. I, I, it's disappointing. You know, at the end of the day, SMU has lost four games to teams with a combined five losses on the season. 
that doesn't take away from the fact that they have to break through against some of these teams. Otherwise, you're just very average, which I kind of think SMU is right now. Um, they're not bad, but they're not taking that next step to being a good, like a really good to great team. There are a lot of things that you can point to as to why that is. And it's it's a consistency thing. They aren't consistently good as a football team right now. And when it all comes together, like we've talked about, it can be really good. Um, and I don't think anybody doubts that. I don't think anybody on the board doubts that. Um, but right now they need some somebody on that team on both sides of the ball to really galvanize them and, and say, look, the, the bowl eligibility, um, a, a strong finish, which SMU hasn't had in years, those are still on the table. The schedule is, is a lot better than it was the first half of the year. Let's build off of this, finish strong, whether that's Tanner Mordecai presses stone at the helm of it offensively and go from there. This, I don't think this thing's going to spiral and I think they've shown that it won't. What I want to see is consistency. And it's really, we've seen, for example, third downs be really good early in the year. Red zone be bad. Now third downs have not been good. I think two of the last three weeks, red zone improving. I mean, 27 points on four trips is as good as it gets. They're fixing certain areas and then other issues are popping up. Defensively as a whole, I do think they're getting better. Um, I do. So, you know, when you look at it, though, they've got to come together uh, and, and, and find a way to be consistent as a bunch, which is kind of the tough thing. And, you know, now that maybe they know who they're going to have for the most part down the stretch, Maybe it helps. I don't know. All the indecision of, all right, is Bo Corrales going to play? Is Jake Bailey going to play? Is Trey Siggers going to play? All those guys, they're out for a bit. You know, maybe that helps offensively in terms of game planning. Those guys haven't been practicing. Um, maybe defensively, now that they're healthy and they have some of the pass rushers, maybe they can take that next step to really being good down the stretch. On the flip side, you know, you're going to be starting a young quarterback potentially with Preston Stone at the helm, if that's the case, you might take some lumps here. But we've seen what he can do. He provides a spark. He does play with passion. Uh, he's got that confidence. He's got that swagger. We've talked about it a long time. Um, we'll see. It wouldn't shock me if he's starting at Tulsa. It'd be, it was about to be a heck of a story if he forced overtime and won it somehow uh, in his first real kind of extended action of his career. Uh, winning his first career start would be pretty special too. So we'll see. We'll track that. We'll see what Rhett Lashley and Casey Woods and all them say over the course of this week about the quarterback situation. But um, disappointing loss for homecoming. But I, I will say, I, I really do think this team battles. Um, UCF was a tough loss. Things spiraled. They had to go for it. They really had to take some shots. But I just, you look at every game this year and they really, they really battled for the most part really hard. And, um, I don't know. I, I think there's something to be said for that. I, they need to win, you know, especially now we've seen the investment in, in NIL with SMU. We've seen, um, you know, that, look, this thing was supposed to kind of be ready to go this year uh, and build off what Sonny Dykes did, not really take a, uh, a step back, um, especially in league play. And, you know, right now it doesn't sit in a good spot, um, but they do have opportunities down the stretch to improve that, finish strong. We'll see if it happens, but, um, I was really impressed with the defense. I was impressed with the way Preston Stone sparked them and got them in position to have a shot at overtime. Um, but you got you to put it together for 60 minutes. And on the flip side, Cincinnati didn't either. 
fans were roasting them on Twitter um, after the game, uh, especially some of the offense play calling and things like that. So it's not perfect across college football at a lot of places, but um, you know, SMU just has to start fast for whatever reason. That's been the real killer this year is they haven't been able to do that on both sides of the ball uh, at the same time. So with that, guys, going to come at you next, uh, later in the week with another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. Um, please keep subscribing to OnThePonyExpress.com. We appreciate all you guys who have signed up and subscribed. You can still get a free On the Pony Express Founders Club hat when you subscribe. Uh, and also, please subscribe to the YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcast channel, all those things. Um, appreciate all you guys' support. It's always fun to see some of you guys out on the boulevard like we did this past weekend. Uh, be a road game for SMU on Saturday, 2.30 p.m. Central. We will catch you guys later this week as we preview that one against Tulsa. For now, I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the week, and we will catch you next time. Thanks for listening.